You are listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano, session number 17. In this session, I speak with Barry Cordero, National President of the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, who discusses three major benefits of professional associations and how you can realize them. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Hello, everyone. This is Anthony Fasano, your engineering career coach of engineeringcareercoach.com. Please check out my website. It is absolutely loaded with free career resources and advice for engineers. I've got a great show for you today with some information about professional associations that was really eye-opening to me when I did the interview with today's guest. We're going to get right into it. I just want to thank everyone for their feedback. To be honest, it's been a little bit overwhelming. The show has really taken off in the last few months. And I've received some great feedback and also some critical feedback. And as I mentioned on the last show, some of the feedback indicated that I should cut out some of the talk at the beginning of the show and get right into the good stuff. So I have eliminated the motivational moment and from now on, we'll be getting into the main segment quicker. I will just ask that you keep the feedback coming, please, by either emailing me at afasano at powerfulpurpose.com or by reviewing the show on iTunes and visiting engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash iTunes. That would help out a lot. With that, let's jump into the show, which will focus on recognizing and realizing the major benefits professional associations can offer. And again, I picked up a lot of tips myself on this, especially about leadership that was really fascinating to me. So let me formally introduce my guest and then it'll be go time. Barry Cordero is the national president of the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, also known as SHIP. SHIP is the premier national organization aimed at increasing the number of Hispanics contributing to the nation's innovation and technology future. As the national president of SHIP, Cordero focuses on the stability of the execution of the SHIP programs and events to enable growth. Cordero also works as a full-time principal project engineer with Medtronic Inc., where, in addition to other accomplishments, he pioneered a systemic hands-on training program for all employees to engage in problem solving. All right, everyone, enjoy the show, and please stick around for the career-changing tip at the end. Barry has a real good one for you today. It's go time. All right, now it's time for the main segment of our show today, and today I have with me uh, president of the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, also known as SHIP, Barry Cordero. Barry, thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So today we're going to focus on talking about professional associations. I'm sure that about 90% of our listeners out there are either members or have contemplated joining an association. And I wanted to have Barry on because I know that Barry certainly knows, as do I, is that there are a lot of benefits to associations, but a lot of people just join and they don't get that involved and they don't reap these benefits. So I'm going to kick it off by just kind of let Barry talk a little bit in general about associations. You know, I've been kind of thinking a lot about this. I've been involved with SHIP for uh, about 11 years and, um, 
And I, I've been uh, talking to a lot of people about, you know, why do the organizations and societies and employee resource groups, why, why do they give you opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise have? And, and I think part of the part of the reason is they they enable you to get comfortable in, in uncomfortable situations. Um, similar to kind of like a fraternity or a sorority helps you in college get comfortable in this new environment where, you know, you're you're maybe a young a younger guy or, or a lady on campus and, and you don't really have a group of people. And what the fraternities and sororities do is that they kind of give you that organized peer pressure where you might go and do things that you otherwise might not be interested in because there's a group of people that are, are helping you, that are encouraging you, that are with you along the way. And in fraternities and sororities, the, the things you do may not be uh, as honorable or you may not want to remember them. But when you look at professional societies like SHIP or NSBE or IEEE or ASCE or, or any of the technical societies out there or, or other professional societies, what they what they can do for you is if if you have a goal that's audacious or or just something that you or no one in your family has ever pursued, you have other people in these organizations that that are in the same boat as you. They're in the same situation, and if you leverage them well, you can you can find strength in numbers and you can you can achieve goals that that I think maybe we're not otherwise able to achieve. Great. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Barry, having a lot of experience myself. I think it does allow you to push your limits and broaden your horizons. And like you said, I mean, you said it the best is to get on, get comfortable in situations where you're uncomfortable. And that's really the only way to grow. That's just cut and dry, the only way to grow. So, so Barry is going to hit three major points here today. And then we'll go into, you know, a couple of sub points on, on each one. The first point that we're going to get into is associations allow you to develop a community or a network to help you reach your goals. Barry, why don't you talk about that one? In organizations like like SHIP, a lot of times uh, what it does is it kind of opens your, your mind to what other goals that you could possibly have. Uh, in our community specifically, I, I think many of us are first-generation citizens. We're first in our families to go to college, and many of us are first in our families to be in a white-collar career. So, you know, believe it or not, a lot of what we expect and what we understand and, and what we thrive for in business and, and in technology is based off of our understanding from our family experience. And, and so what, um, what SHIP and, and other uh, organizations help you do is, um, is you kind of get exposed to what other people's journeys have been, what other people's career goals have been. And what experiences that have helped them reach their goals. So, you know, what I believe is is that, you know, organizations like SHIP uh, kind of give you, they, they open up your mind, they, they make you more aware to what possibilities there are for your career, for your personal and professional development, you know, when, when you're a working professional. When you're in college, you know, engineering and, and science uh, specifically are, are very hard majors to, uh, to pursue. They don't have very high success rates. In minority communities, only around 50% of students who start an engineering degree will finish it in five years. Um, but what, what some of the more recent studies are showing are, are that students in professional societies, because they have that community, that network of people struggling through that process with them, um, they're 20 to 30% more likely uh, to complete those, um, those technical degrees. 
and that's really powerful. You know, it, when, when you have people backing you up and you know you're not alone, it, it can really help you achieve your, um, your, college, uh, your college goals. And, and then finally, I think it really um, having a network of people that are tied together because of, because of a principle or because of a mission, it allows you to access people that may not normally be in, in your sphere of influence. So in our organization, SHIP, you know, we're 40 years old. Um, and we have uh, we have executives, senior executives, we have entrepreneurs, we have all these people that are members. And, and when you come to our, our conference or, or when you just have when you can connect with them at, at a local professional chapter, um, it can open up your eyes to uh, to what people have done. And it can also connect you to other opportunities. A lot of times these people have uh, have openings and they have uh, or they might even have career advice to help you. Uh, kind of shape your career. Great. So that's the first point. And again, that's developing that community or that network. And I think one word for me that really stands out in that point, Barry, is support. Like you said, whether you're in college and you're trying to get an engineering degree or whether you're trying to build an engineering career at any level, it's difficult. It's stressful. There's challenges. And to have a support group and, of course, a network that can help open you up to opportunities, I think, is invaluable. You said it's powerful in the stats that you give. So, so that's our first point. Our second point is to develop professional skills. The associations allow you to develop your professional skills through leadership that you sometimes, you know, can't really do in school or at work. Why don't you get into that one, Barry? That's something that's really unique about a lot of these organizations is, is many of them are, are grassroots developed and they still have that, that feel. So in SHIP or, or, or NSBE or, or SWE, Society of Women Engineers, you can still take a, an idea and turn it into a program that has impact on the community. And so if you look at that process, taking a concept and turning into a product, there are a lot of parallels with, uh, with the engineering field and, and with product development. And if you, if you can capitalize on those skills and, and build your experience you can really um, you can really beef up your experience by by going through and, and understanding you know understanding what the market needs, understanding what users need, shaping your product based on that feedback, and, and doing prototypes and, and rapid uh, rapid learning cycles of what this experience, what this event, what this program might look like, and then executing it and measuring your results. So what I, I like to tell people is you know find a way to to put this on your resume in the experience section. And if you look at my resume, um, you cannot tell the difference between my paid engineering experience and my leadership experience in SHIP because to me, I only have one category, it's experience. And typically in, in interviews, um, when, I, when I have an interview, what separates me from my peers is that experience I've had in SHIP because I've been able to to lead events, to organize events, to um, to negotiate contracts, to manage large budgets, to manage individuals who are only volunteers, and that kind of takes me to a, another major thing that you get out of um, out of these professional societies. It's the experience of leading through influence. That's becoming more and more important in uh, technology fields where there aren't as many direct management direct report type relationships, more and more people are having to build experience through leading by influence, where, where the people that are responsible for executing on your program, they don't necessarily report to you. 
And that is exactly what we do in our in our societies and our organizations. Not only do they not report to you, they don't get paid. So you have to learn how to develop a value proposition that gets them bought in and gets them executing on a regular cadence so that you can meet your overall goals. Barry, that I just want to say that that's that's a really powerful thought right there that I didn't really think about and I'm sure a lot of people don't think about is the ability to build your leadership skills through influence and what Barry just said I mean these are people that are volunteers so when you work at a company or an engineering company you have staff if you're a manager and they're employed I mean it's their job they get paid to do this so to some degree they have to do it quote unquote but when you're working in a in a professional association, pretty much everybody, I mean, there's some paid employees, but pretty much most people there are volunteers. So you really have to have a vision and you really have to lead through influence like like Barry has explained here. And I, I could imagine, Barry, that bringing that back to the workplace would just be so helpful. Yeah, it's it's really helped me a lot. And, and most of my career positions have been kind of that influence piece. I, I do have uh, direct reports, but what I do at Medtronic is um, Lean Sigma deployment for an entire site. So there's several departments I'm supposed to influence, even though they don't report to me. That they have objectives that I'm responsible for. So it's really helped me to to learn how to capitalize on those skills. You know, also what another skill that I, I've really developed through SHIP is um, strategic planning and execution, and and this is something you know that has direct correlation to the business world. In, in nonprofit organizations and professional societies, um, we have to take our mission and then determine you know, what portions of that we're gonna execute on. We develop that strategic plan and, and a goal deployment and we execute on it. And I could have just been talking about your company because they do the exact same thing. And because of the experience I've gotten doing that in SHIP, I've been able to apply that a lot um, at my job, and I've gotten the, the opportunity to work with the senior staff and consult them on developing strategic plans and executing through goal deployment. And it's a, it's a great skill. It's very useful. And you'd be surprised how many people just don't have that, that skill. Hmm. And then finally, the last part, I think that you really get out of these societies, uh, especially if you're in a leadership role, uh, is you really build your communication skills. In engineering and technical fields, we're not necessarily known for our communication skills. I, I mean, we have to work very hard to understand, you know, the technical aspects of our of our careers. And a lot of times we don't all have that experience of developing our interpersonal skills. But what all these societies are about, is they're kind of built on that network, that the foundation of that is communication. So especially when you're in a leadership position, you have to you have to be able to use that to influence people and you have to develop your public speaking skills. And that's really important if you want to climb into leadership positions in technical organizations. I mean, people that are that are very good technically, but they don't have those interpersonal and those um, communication skills, there's kind of a ceiling for you because you have to be able to interact with the highest levels of the organization. So through our societies, I really feel like you can develop those. Yeah, I agree with that 100%, Barry. And the one thing I think that's really important about public speaking communication skills that a lot of engineers also need to realize is that getting up in front of a room, it's one thing 
that you're able to speak and present your ideas clearly and communicate clearly, which is very important. But it also builds your confidence tremendously. You know, and I can just attest to this from speaking at a lot of conferences. And for younger engineers, I know myself from doing a lot of coaching work with them is one of the biggest challenges is lack of confidence. And so, you know, I think getting in these associations, getting up in front of the room, even if you're just making announcements at the beginning of your meeting, every time you do that, you build confidence and that's going to help you in your career. It's going to help you in life really overall. And I think it's something that people think, well, I don't really need to know how to speak in public. I don't have to do that for my job. But it's not just about doing it for your job. It's about doing it for you and building that confidence. And I just want to interject two resources that are available to, to engineers out there for public speaking. One, on my website, I have a totally free, very comprehensive guide on how to improve your public speaking skills at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash engineers speak. And then secondly, there's a great organization out there called Toastmasters International. I've been a member for a while. They're, it's a very inexpensive club. They have them all over the world. They have chapters. And you go there to improve your public speaking. But along with that improvement, like I said, comes better communication skills and increase confidence. And I think that that is all so important. And especially for a lot of engineers that have English as a second language. And I know that, you know, for SHIP, that's important because I've spoken at a couple of SHIP conferences. And that can be tough for engineers to, you know, that can help you. I mean, that can hurt your confidence level as well. And again, Toastmasters, getting out there and speaking in front of people can help you with that. Yeah, I agree. I, I was actually, um, I was a member of Toastmasters for, for about a, a year and a half. You know, I learned a lot through that and, uh, and just the practice, you know, just that getting that practice and getting that rhythm down and learning how to um, improvise is really, really valuable. Yep. So let's go on to the last point that we have here for today. The third point, which is developing your technical skills through training that you might not be able to find at school or at work. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, and especially if you get into a, a larger company, you'll get niched into a certain role. So I, I, you know, I know medical devices pretty well. You know, if, if you're a biomedical engineer, uh, you want to go into design, but all those positions are taken and you'll get pigeonholes and pigeonholed into quality a lot of times. And, and so that's great. It's a, it's a foot in the door, you know, you'll gain a lot of experience. But if you want to really get into the design part of the medical device industry, uh, you have to build your skills. They don't make those opportunities available to you regularly. They, they don't offer them to you. So what you'll have to do is get creative. And a lot of times through professional societies, they'll offer you either direct workshops and, uh, and training for free or, or they can get you discounts. Uh, to workshops and seminars where you can build those skills. For organizations like SHIP, because we're not discipline focused, you know, we're, we're kind of broad. Um, we try to offer workshops and seminars that that reach everybody. So, you know, so we offer Lean Sigma, uh, which is, you know, Lean and Six Sigma. And we offer like project management and, and things that it doesn't matter what field you're in, you, you can gain some experience from it. But, you know, organizations like ASCE and IEEE, you can you can get specific training and certifications for the field that you're working in. And uh, sometimes they're way better than anything you can get at, at a local university through an extension course. And many times they're a lot cheaper. 
And then also through a lot of those discipline-based organizations, you get access to the latest research, uh, you get access to the latest journal articles, and that's really the value proposition they offer is, you know, you're working on a new project, there's something that you've never seen before, you can research these, um, these archives and find information to support the work you're about to do. And a lot of times avoid a lot of unnecessary experimentation uh, because somebody has already done it for you on, on a specific material, on a specific situation for a device, for a product. And, and that can be very valuable by just getting your hands on that information. It can be valuable to you and it can save your company a lot of money. Great, great. All right, so let me summarize our three points that we hit on here today. First of all, so the professional associations allow you to develop a community or a network that can help you to achieve your goals. It gives you that support group, through, especially through challenging times. Second point, professional associations can help you to develop your professional skills through leadership that you might not be able to find at school or work, these leadership opportunities like leading through influence, learning how to lead volunteers like Barry touched on. And then lastly, the third point, which we just talked about was the ability or the opportunity to develop your technical skills through training that might not be available to you at school or work, whether it's webinars, workshops, seminars, papers, research, all those benefits. So I think that that's a real hopefully a real good blueprint for those of you out there that are thinking of joining or even are members of associations and you're just not utilizing all the potential benefits that are available to you. So Barry, before we get towards the end of the show here, let me ask you one other question. You know, you're the you're the president of SHIP, which I'm sure is a big job. You got a lot of responsibilities. You had your annual conference that you went to as president already, correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah. How is that? I mean, are you like a superstar at that conference? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's, uh, it's really different. You know, there's this dichotomy you live in where if you're, if you're a leader in a a society like that, and we're a very tight group of people in ship, sure. You know, there is like this, um, sub universe of stardom, you know, (laughs) And, and at SHIP, I get to, you know, I get to think strategically. I get to work with, you know, senior vice presidents of these Fortune 100 companies. And right. um, they help us develop our strategic plans. And we work on finance together. And, you know, it's very high level, very strategic, very exciting. And then I go back to my company and uh, and I'm working kind of at the, the execute project management level. And so it's it's kind of a night and day difference. It, it can be frustrating you know, because you, you want to work at this level full time, but the only time you get to work on it is when you're not getting paid. So, right. uh, so yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting, but we are, we are, we have a lot of students and the students in our organization, you know, they, they look up to our leaders. So, um, I get a lot of, um, a lot of very nice, uh, comments and requests and, and I try to speak with as many students as I can, but, um, great. Yeah. It's an amazing experience. Um, you know, I wish everyone could could have this. Yeah, I'm sure it is, and I and I can say just a little plug for Ship. I mean, I've spoken at two year conferences, and hopefully, we'll be speaking at more. But your conferences, I mean, you could the energy there is like off the wall. You know, I mean, you go to these Ship conferences from my experience, and I just walk in it, and I don't know Barry, but you just feel it. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's unique. People, that's why people uh, keep coming back because, and and honestly, I think one of the reasons is because, uh, you know, we really help 
a lot of these students uh, realize their dreams. And, and when you look at an organization where 90% of the students are first in their family in college, never in their family has there anyone been in a white collar career, um, and they're getting access to all this through our organization, you know, it makes it a very powerful bond, you know, and, and so we, we have a strong brand within our community. And, uh, and hopefully, if, if we continue to, to execute and, and have a, an even bigger national presence, um, you know, we can have a very well-known brand to the United States. So that, that's kind of our, our dream here as, as we continue to work. Excellent. All right. So that kind of sums up our main segment of the show here. I'm going to keep Barry on with us for just a few more minutes to do our career changing tip. And we'll come back for that in a minute. Career changing tip. All right. So we're back here now with Barry Cordero, ship president for our career changing tip. And this is the part of the show where I like to give our listeners one tip, Barry, that if they implement it, it would really they'll see results in their career. And I want to try to keep on our theme today of the associations and ask you if there are listeners out there that are preparing to join an association or they've been a member of a professional association and, you know, they don't feel like they're getting the most out of it. What is something that you would recommend to them to do to try to get more out of it and realize some of the benefits that, that you and I discussed here today? Well, I think, uh, you know, what I'm about to say, uh, people will, will probably roll their eyes, uh, but uh, but uh, I'm going to tell you that it's true, despite the rolling of your eyes. So um, you need to take on a leadership position within your organization, and and that doesn't have to be big. You could just volunteer to lead an outreach event, but but you don't just do it just to do the volunteering. You do it in the mindset that if this was your job, how would I put this on my resume? So the skills you want to get out of it are organizing a program, managing volunteers, executing with a budget, negotiating contracts, like these types of skills you want to experience in that leadership role. So if you treat your volunteer position, your committee lead position as a job, and then work it into your resume, not only do you get to execute on the mission of the organization and, and benefit the community and feel really good, but you also get to put it on your resume as a leadership skill. And then the bonus is talk it over with your, uh, with your manager and make it part of your individual development plan. And then you get kind of a triple win that way. Excellent. And I agree. You got to take a leadership role for all the reasons that Barry talked about on this whole session. You have to take a leadership role to, I think, to maximize that experience, get your network booming and get your skills up, get your confidence up. You will see, I believe, dramatic changes if you do that. So once again, I want to thank you, Barry. I know you're really busy between your paid and non-paid jobs and to take a few minutes out to come on with us today was excellent. Those of you out there listening, you can access the show notes for the show today at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash Barry, B-A-R-R-Y. You'll be able to go there, get a summary of the show and get the links of anything that we talked about. We'll link to Ship's website. We'll link to any other references like Toastmasters that we talked about so you could pick up those links and access them. And I look forward to catching up with all of you. I've been getting a lot of good feedback. Keep sending the emails in, going to the website, contacting me, letting me know how I can improve the show. And with that, I look forward to catching up with you on the next session. Thanks again, Barry. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Anthony. It was a pleasure being on the show and I hope to talk to you again very soon. 
Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano. Transforming engineering career development, one engineer at a time. For tons of free engineering career resources, visit www.engineeringcareercoach.com.